This episode contains multiple spoilers for the movie Halloween and its many sequels. <laughs> I hope you like horror movies because this is what we're going to talk about. Yeah. I hope you like the movie Halloween and have a clue what's going on because we're all over the map. Yeah. No kidding. You know what we should do? You, you remember um, the first couple of episodes of the Treehouse of Horror where Marge would come out on stage and say, this episode is really scary. You should put your kids to bed. <laughs> put your kids to bed. I liked when Homer did it. He's like... evening i've been asked to tell you that the following show is very scary with stuff that might give your kids nightmares you see there are some cry babies out there religious types mostly This is the uh, uh, Among Wolves Halloween special brought to you from our own homes rather than meeting together. Yeah. Because reasons. But we're still drinking and we're still talking stuff and uh, <coughs> we're coughing, but it's okay. I have a slight cough. It's not coronavirus. I hope not. I don't have a fever. <laughs> All right. Well, you're well enough to do this and drink, so... First things first, you want to talk about what we're drinking? Okay, real quick. Yes. Here we're going to start. Okay. I am drinking the Sam Adams Oktoberfest. I know. Because it is October, and I like Oktoberfest. So I already bought a Shiner Bog and a Firestone, and this is the Sam Adams. I don't think I got any other Oktoberfest. I had some at the Beer Fest. Oh, yeah, we went to Beer Fest. we did go to Beer Fest. Yeah, we should talk about that, too. I wanted to bring another phone just so I can record live at Beer Fest <laughs> and have enough memory to do it. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. We, oh, you know what? We're, we are kind of dumb for not posting stuff about Beer Fest on the show page. We really suck at our social media stuff. Um, but yeah, I was uh, kind of disappointed in myself for not thinking, hey, we should post some of this on the, on the show page. Because all we do is drink and talk about stuff. And when we actually went out to like a really big drinking event, we didn't post anything. I know, huh? <laughs> I am drinking um, I'm drinking a Corona because I'm lame. <clears throat> so the idea, I had all this grandiose idea of um, being able to leave work and stop by Lee's Liquor on the way home and find like some Halloween type drink, you know, like... Either an Oktoberfest or uh, do the uh, the Rogues uh, Dead Man Ale. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, something like that. But um, I didn't have time. I don't have time to do anything. <laughs> I'm so, sound like me. <laughs> there's so much going on and it's terrible. But um, so yeah, I had cr- Coronas in my fridge, and so I grabbed that and grabbed a glass and poured it in, and I didn't even have time to cl- cut up a lime, so this is limeless Coronas, which, are, are you, uh, will you drink a Corona with without lime, or do you care? I always drink it without lime. Oh, really? I didn't know that. You don't like the lime? I don't not like it. I just don't think it needs it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's all right. 
I'm like, I like the I like it with the lime because I like the little hint of there. It's all right, but like I know, like you're like, hey, I got Corona, so I better chop up these limes. Yep. And I'm like, all right, whatever. <laughs> yeah. What was uh, do you have a favorite drink from Beer Fest? No, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think any really. There was there that some one good ones. Yeah, there was that one Chicago Brewing Company one. Um, the when we oh. went there, because I went, I went there for seconds, and uh, it was the triple, right? It was their triple. The triple. Yeah, there were like two triples, because oh. I think the Tanea Creek have a triple too. Oh yes, <laughs> and then somebody had a quad. I don't remember who had the quad. That was Tanea Creek. Was it Tanea Creek? Maybe. Well, the triple was really good out of uh, a Chicago Brewing Company, so that was that was probably my favorite. How many? Uh, what number did you get to? I think I got to twenty. Oh, I did 23. Oh, you beat me. I know. I had a few extras that didn't count. Oh, right, right, right. Because there's a few times, like, Lisa's like, here, drink this. I don't like and it. I'm like, yeah. okay. Yeah, GB handed me a few of those, too. I don't like it. So, this is the Among Wolves Halloween special. Oh! I'll have sound effects to put in there, too. <laughs> I didn't get. To, I didn't even get to make my board have cool sound effects for this. This, this is, a, like, the find one. Find the Silver Shamrock. Oh, um, from the from from number three. three. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. isn't that just London Bridge is falling down? Kind of. Yeah, that's the one we're going to be talking about today is Halloween 3, the iconic Halloween movie. Halloween three. <laughs> now, for this special, we thought we, it would be fun to... Um, take a look at the original slasher film Halloween 1978 cuz like what was before that we had psycho was before that and Texas Chainsaw mm-hmm. Massacre but those weren't like cuz when was Texas Chainsaw Massacre I think 74 74 so they, yeah it's in there but it's not like it's not like a slasher film like this is no no this is this is something completely different this was new and I think it's it became the genre. Uh, the dead teenager movie was sprung from this. Yeah. Also, the ho- the holidays sprung for this. Oh, that's right. Because you have all those other holiday movies where people kill people. Yeah, because they did Silent Night, Deadly Night, <laughs> and uh, uh, they did, had like April Fool's Day and and what else did they do? I can't remember. That's funny though. I don't think there was a Thanksgiving one. But they tried to do that. Oh, and then they did with Friday the 13th. Right. Because they called it Friday the 13th. I don't even remember if it was actually Friday the 13th in the first movie or not, If or they just called it that. Oh, that's a good question. That's, that's for next year's show. We'll, we'll, we'll do the original Friday the 13th. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a big original yeah. Friday the 13th fan. I don't think most people are, because Jason's not really in it. No, he's not in it at all. Yeah, well, at the end. Technically. Oh, no, I, th- uh, well, I guess, I mean, he's in there as he drowns. But well, then, yeah, and then, you know, he, there's a jump scare at the end. Spoilers. Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, the whole thing is it's supposed to be, the way it is, is it's supposed to be this murder mystery. And you're like, who's killing all these people? And it's like, oh, this lady this that lady. hasn't been in the movie the whole time. And it's yeah. like, oh. Darn Scooby-Doo kids couldn't figure it out. All right, so uh, night the original Halloween nineteen seventy eight. When was the first time you could? Do you remember the first time you you saw it? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. So it was shortly after the sixth movie, Curse of Michael Myers, came out, and I think it was. It's been like ninety eight then. 
No, the 96. Oh. oh, okay. Or 95. Oh, really? So wow. maybe we watched it in 96. Halloween of 96, something like that. Yeah, so the movie came out, I think, 95 or 6. So so what we did, my cousin Jason and I, we rented all the Halloween movies we could. Oh, no, we got them all. I don't know if we got 6. But... um. So we watched them all in a weekend for Halloween because back then Nevada Day used to be on Halloween itself. Right. I remember that. So we used to get Halloween Day off. So, and I think my senior year, Halloween was a Thursday. So we also got like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, nice. Because they gave us Friday off because they said, who's going to come back to school on a Friday? Right. Especially after the Halloween. That's a, a bonus trivia for people too that don't that don't know that like Nevada Day is Halloween because we got we got a lot of listeners out of like Ohio and California and stuff that probably don't know that. Yeah, Nevada Day is the day that Nevada became uh, a state and entered the union, which was October thirty first, eighteen sixty four, and um, I think it was a way that Lincoln tried to to pad one extra uh, electoral vote for himself yeah. because. <laughs> We were, I think we had fewer people than you needed to have a state and they still did it. So if you notice, it was like October 31st and then election day might've been like November 3rd right. <laughs> or something. <laughs> but hey, so here we are. Yeah. So, and then we became a state that day. So for many years, um, you know, uh, state, the state government and schools and all that stuff, you got Nevada day off. You know, we don't get Columbus Day or anything else off in October right. because we get Nevada, Nevada Day. Day. It was always Nevada but Day. then a couple years back, maybe 10 or so, I'm not sure, when Lisa was teaching, they moved Nevada Day to Friday, the last Friday of the month, which I think is stupid at times because the fact is, I mean, it's great you always get a three-day weekend, but then the problem is what is what if Halloween's on Monday? Right. Yeah, it becomes well, a problem. And, and everybody celebrates all their stuff like the Thursday before that Friday. And then it's like, oh, that's it. Now, now real Halloween comes and we don't do any Halloween parties or anything because it's a Monday. And you still have to go to school. I think we should get All Saints Day off because that way you could stay up late on Halloween. That would be great. It would be smarter. Yep. And uh, and it's a holy day of obligation. Yeah, for us. Yeah, it is. Um. I don't do remember. We get all, Go ahead. Do we get All Saints Day off at uh, at the church? At, yeah. No. Or at the the school? No. No. We're we're going. Oh, they should. <laughs> we're going to. And probably make them go to mass though. Yeah, we do. <laughs> okay, so when we watched it, we watched probably like Halloween and and uh, Halloween two, and then it's like, and then I think we took my brother's my cousin's little brother trick or treating. And I was like, I don't know, dude. It's going to be kind of freaky out here. It's going to be scary. I'm already like in Halloween mode. And here I am, a teenager. And then I go outside and I'm like, oh, it's so bright. <laughs> <laughs> because everything was shot so dark and spooky yeah, for the like, movie. That was that was the thing of watching this. I'm like, was it always this dark? Like, um, I remember I had to go back and watch it a couple of times <laughs> with um, where Laurie Strode is, you know, she she's in the whole discovering all the bodies and then she leans up to the back of that door that's closed and you're there's there's supposed to be like a reveal of of Michael's face kind of your like it like your eyes are adjusting to the dark and then all of a sudden you can see his face in the in the in the door oh yeah yeah and I could hardly see his face I'm like I'm like I remember it being brighter than this the last time I saw it 
<laughs> oh, that's a good part too. I think I wrote that part. in my notes. Yeah, that is a really good part. But uh, um, I don't remember the first time I saw the movie. Uh, but I do. It's one of those movies that I watch almost almost every single year. I I like it a lot. Um, I think Michael Myers is probably my favorite. Um, slasher slashers yeah i've i've dressed up as him once for a halloween but i don't think i've ever dressed up as anybody else uh like from the slasher genre maybe ghostface one year because scream was a big thing for a while oh i actually that same halloween <clears throat> that i'm talking about that we saw all those i wore the ghostface mask for halloween nice but it wasn't it wasn't for scream right. this is pre-scream right yeah Cause it was, it was a regular Halloween mask. Cause there was the, the black one with like a sad face. And then there was a white one with like a happy face. So you could hang them up and kind of look like drama and comedy, the comedy and tragedy masks. But so I got one of those masks. I forgot how I got it. Maybe Jay had it or something at his house. So I wore that while we went out trick or treating, but it was probably the last time you could do that before people would go, Oh, scream. Because Scream didn't come out yet. Yeah. Scream came out like two years later. Yeah. I love so Scream. And I like, I like Scream because it referenced Halloween a lot. It does, right? And and like the, you, it, the famous part in in Scream that uh, I think is a really good Halloween reference is uh, the rules. Yeah. Uh, whenever, what's his name? Seth, Seth, what, it was Seth somebody. No, it's uh, Jamie Kennedy. Jamie Kennedy. It was Jamie Kennedy. That's who it was. Whenever he goes through all the rules for the thing, he talks about like... You don't know the rules? Uh, have an aneurysm, why don't you? There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. For instance, number one, you can never have sex. Big no-no! Big no-no! Sex equals yes. death, okay? Number two, you can never drink or do drugs. <laughs> no! The sin factor. It's a sin. It's an extension of number one. And number three, never, ever, ever under any circumstances say, I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. I'm getting another beer. You want one? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back. And all those cliches came from Halloween. Pretty much. I don't know about the be right back as much. Oh, Bob said that. Oh, did he? He sure does. Good old Bob. Bob do you want to talk about the movie, or we, we should talk about the movie? All right. So what? What? It, so let's assume because I've learned recently that a lot of people haven't seen <clears> this movie, which kind of surprised people, me. Oh, I know. Huh? I wonder how many people want to actually listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> no. The, here's the idea: we need to inspire them to watch this movie. That's that should be our goal. It's say like there's there's like sure it's a silly 1970s slasher film. But it began a whole genre of films, and I think there's actually some really interesting like themes and stuff that's actually inside the film that that I think we could pull out as we as we develop this. But um, it, and it's really good, like it's very well yeah. shot and stuff. Heck and I yeah, feel bad is. for like kids today will probably be like, it takes too long. No, it's but. great. Yeah. So let's let's talk about the movie though. So um, how do you want to tackle this? Do do we want right, to go I, as systematically? Well, I can do a plot synopsis real quick. Or plot synopsis it away. All right. So 1963, Halloween night. The little six-year-old Michael Myers is watching his sister and her boyfriend fooling around. And 
Then he goes in after the boyfriend leaves, and then he goes into the house, grabs a knife, then goes upstairs, and then he stabs his sister to death as she's brushing her hair topless. And then he goes down the stairs, his parents find him, and you find out it's a six-year-old kid because you weren't sure what it was. And then, boom, flash forward, 1978, Halloween Eve, mm-hmm. and uh, you find Donald Pleasance, and he's uh, driving to go uh, meet up and find Michael Myers, and then they get to the, uh, the insane asylum, and everybody's out, and he's like, why is everybody out? And then uh, he goes to check it out, and then the nurse who's driving... Uh, Michael Myers steals the car. I should wrap this, make it faster. So he steals the car, and somehow he's able to drive. And then the next day is Halloween Day. And then it starts out with Laurie Strobe, Jamie Lee Curtis, and her dad's a realtor. And he's like, hey, why don't you drop this key off at the Myers house? And it shows she goes over there, and when she drops the key off, Michael Myers is inside. So he gets, like, a look at her, and I think that's when he's like, okay, she's the one I'm going to chase. And then throughout the rest of the movie... He's following her and her friends and blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> and then by, the, you know, then when he, he kind of stalks him. Yep. Like almost like, you know, like a fox or something with prey. And, or no, sorry, a wolf. Uh, ah, so, there you go. <laughs> so then uh, they go to babysit. And uh, the one friend, Annie, is next door at Lindsay Wallace's house. And she's watching Tommy Doyle. And then what's it called? Uh, uh, what's it called? Annie wants to go see her 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 boyfriend Paul, so she's trying to she she ditches uh, <clears throat> Lindsay off with with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, and then she uh, goes to get in the car, and then Michael Myers kills her. <laughs> yeah, he does. And then uh, what's it called? Then uh, their other friend, um, shit, what's her name? Linda. Linda. PJ Soames. So Linda and Bob come over and they're drinking beers and then they go and they find out that uh, Annie's not there and then Lori calls and they're like, oh, nobody's here so we're going to go upstairs and have sex. So they do and then Michael Myers kills them. And then (laughs) later uh, Lori puts the kids to bed, goes across the street, finds out that all her friends are dead, then Michael Myers comes out, she runs across the street, tries to get in the house, Michael Myers chases her, and then he comes and attacks her. And then, uh, oh, yeah, I forgot to talk about Loomis. Uh, Loomis, <laughs> the doctor, Donald Pleasance, is there. And and he he sees he sees the car that Michael stole. And he's like, hey, what's going on here? And then the kids run out. And then he runs in there. And then Lori fights him. And then Loomis shoots Michael Myers. And he falls out the window onto the floor. And then, then they're like, oh, man. And they go look outside. And he's gone. He's gone. That's how it ends. That's how it ends. It's gone. And that's that, that's how it should have ended. I think that that was a great ending. I think the ambiguity of of, of Michael Myers was was perfect in that moment. Um, well, okay, so do you I have... made a lot of money. Yeah, sure did make a lot of money. And so they're like, did you know that it was like one of the, one of the um, highest, uh, I guess, like cost versus... Yeah, it's it was the most profitable there, film. That's and the word. And it was word. like the highest grossing independent film for like years yeah that was I think crazy. that kind of ended with the star wars ones even though they were like even though they were um you know distributed by 20th century fox but lucas made them them himself mm. you know after he became super rich so they were technically independent films huh. 
the studio <laughs> didn't make he made it well his studio i guess so he made it with a small studio and then you know but it was but he had as much money as the big studios and yeah that's cheating whatever <laughs> yeah technically it's a cheat yeah yeah yeah, but this one was, I mean, this this was just a, a really good movie. and um, Oh, yeah, they probably used most of the money on Donald Pleasance. Oh, yeah, they so. did, actually. I, I heard that, uh, so he's in a total of 18 minutes of the film. Oh, wow. And he makes $20,000 of the $30,000 budget film. Is that it? Just thirty? No. I'm oh, sorry. Um, three hundred, three hundred thousand dollar budget film. Oh, okay. So, so three hundred thousand dollar budget film. He gets paid twenty thousand dollars of it, and he's in the film for eighteen minutes. See, well, contrast he's the only that. Name. He is the only name. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis made uh, eight thousand dollars. That's that's what they paid her for the film. Right. Yeah. Well, she was an unknown. She was. An she unknown. has an introducing introducing credit. She does have an introducing credit, which I thought was cool. Which is the same as Paul Rudd in, in like, number in, in, six. In number six. Yeah, there it is. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Which I think was the same year as Clueless. So, was it really? That's funny. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I'll double check. Yeah, and a Clueless. Re- no, not Clueless. I was thinking. I was thinking Clue. I was like Clue, Clue reference because Deborah Hill. <laughs> is she did she do Clue. She sure did do Clue. Oh, yeah. I should have known that. Yeah, I love Clue. Clue's a fantastic movie. Uh, do you have a favorite part of this movie? My favorite part is at the very end where he's attacking Lori in the closet and he's busting into the closet and uh, she, well, this part's not, and then she takes a wire hanger and jabs him in the eye kind of thing. And then he's like, ah, and then she grabs his knife and then stabs him and then he hits the ground and then she goes, gets the kids. And, um, and she's like, yeah, I killed the boogeyman. And then she says, now I need you to run downstairs. And then so the kids run away. So she's all like, whoo, the kids are safe. And then she's just taking a breath. And there's the dead body in the background. But the camera's still focused on her. And then he sits up. It does a straight sit up. So his body does like a whole 90 degree angle. And then his head turns 90 degrees towards her. So he sits up straight. And then he does this head cock. And then and and it's not in focus. And you're like, oh, do you see how cool that was? Yeah, that was a really cool scene. That one, uh, and just to like think about the physicality of how intimidating Michael Myers is at that moment because he is fast and motionless in that movement of him just like, or of like, um, like very robotic. He's flat and then half of him is up, you know, and that's like, that that takes a lot of muscle to be able to do something like that. Yeah, it's like a straight sit up without having to do that. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Um, that's a, that was a really cool scene. Um, that's a, that funny thing is that, um, three people end up being under the mask in the film, um, in the making of the film. And that's the one part where one of the guys is the, um, it was Tommy Wallace. He was a production designer guy. Oh yeah. And he actually dons the mask to break open the closet door because he was, because he designed it and he was like, I want to make he they can only do it one time. They only got one set of doors, and so if they get if it if it goes wrong, then it's his fault and not not Nick Castles or or uh, oh. to, uh, well Tony uh, whatever his name was right Tony, Tony Roman. Well, he I don't Moran, even know if he ever Moran. wore the mask. Well, he did whenever he took it off, but that was it. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, what I mean. yeah, okay, right, right. Most of the time it was Nick Castle. He's the guy. Tony Morin. There you go, Morin. There. 
Um, but yeah, that was that was uh, and he gets credited. Tony Morin gets credited as being Michael, age twenty three, which was incorrect because he had to be twenty one. He's twenty one, right? I think. <laughs> and then and Nick <laughs> Castle got credited, but um, Tommy Castle's Castle's credited as the shape. As the shape. Because Michael Myers is the shape. It's the, the shape of evil. Yes. So Tony is just pretty much in that shot where she rips the face off of him. Right. So you're saying, oh, I didn't know that about the the you know the production designer. So he's like, I need to hit it at X or it's not exactly. going to break. And if we mess this shot up. Because <laughs> they were, like we were talking about, they were so cheap. So the oh, thing yeah. is they, they shot this show. They shot this movie in South Pasadena primarily. And in the spring, which, yeah, in the spring or summer, yeah. And uh, I, I, I grew up in South Pasadena too, so that's where my dad and his whole family is. So, like, I know, like, when they go to the uh, um, <clears throat> the hardware store that Michael Myers broke into and stuff to steal the mask and the knives and the sheriff's there. I know that corner. I've been there a bunch of times. Oh, that's awesome. Actually, I think that's also where Teen Wolf's dad's hardware store is. <laughs> <laughs> so it was shot there too. So um, what was it too? Oh yeah. So, you know, the thing too, is if you pay attention, you can see there's palm trees and it's supposed to be, oh, you know, uh, Illinois, Illinois, but they can't do anything about the palm trees. Cause you know, it's not nowadays they would just like edit him out right. or something in post. Nope. But uh, so what they had were a bunch of leaves that they had in these big bags and then they put it in front of a fan and yeah. it blew the leaves <laughs> out and then they'd shoot the shot and then they'd rake up all the leaves and put it back in the bags yeah. to go to the next shot to put those <laughs> out because they didn't have enough leaves <laughs> or that's how cheap it was that they only had those many leaves and they had to make it look like it was fall. Yeah, and there's only three pumpkins in the film, <laughs> and, it's, and it's supposed to be Halloween night, but that's all they think you get a hold of. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's it's so that's a good. My favorite part is probably um, where Michael Myers has been stalking Lori basically all day. She saw him at, outside the school, and then she saw him by the bush, and then she gets to her house. And I had to watch this a couple times because she says a line that I didn't understand. Because, like, she's about to go inside, and then, like, she hears a rustling, and she goes over there. It turns out to be kids trick-or-treating next door, and they run out. And she says, um... (laughs) Trick-or-treat! Trick-or-treat! Well, kiddo, I thought you outgrew superstition. And I'm And I'm like, that's a weird line to say because, like, what's superstition? There's actually a dude stalking you, right? But then I realized that she's the only person that's ever seen this guy, right? She's the only person who saw him, like, in the car across the school. Like, even whenever he was driving fast past the girls, uh, she was the only one that's like, I recognize that same car. It's that same guy. But the girls were like, who is that guy? Is that whoever? Yeah, because they thought it was another guy. Right. And then, and then um, when he was behind the bush, nobody saw him there. Yeah, because Annie was looking down. Right, and so at that point, I think that she was starting to 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 be like, okay, I'm seeing things. This isn't real. And then she goes upstairs, and there's that famous scene where she's looking out to her window into the sh- the white sheets of the backyard, and she sees him standing in the sheets. But then it cuts to her, and she's still looking there, and it cuts back, and the yard's empty, like as if he vanished, right? Yeah. It's, it's either like, did he run away in that split second? Because she slams down the window, very upset about it. 
Um, but I actually think maybe he wasn't there in that moment. I mean, she talks about it later, like I was so scared with this, that, and the other thing. But maybe, maybe she was already hallucinating in that moment, or or, or maybe she mm. was actually seeing him because he actually did what what he does, and he got into her head, you know. And that's what he was kind of doing through the whole film is like, I'm in your, I'm in your brain, and I've got you. You're my prey, and I'm going to destroy you. And that's like he got to where he, 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 at that point he was in control of the movie and he, he was winning, you know, cause after that she doesn't see him again until he kill until he tries to kill her. Right. It was awesome scene. That's my favorite. Yeah. Scene. With the, you mean the, the, the clothes, the sheets. The clothes. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a really good one. Cause he's in the neighbor's yard and, Right. Yeah, and then he, she she tells uh, uh, Annie about it, and they're, as they're smoking pot, that's why I think that's why she shared it because she was smoking pot at the time. Um, because I don't think she would have shared it because she would have she would have waved it off as a um, hallucination, as, as a hallucination. But she was smoking pot when you talk, smoke pot, you're going to talk about your hallucinations, apparently. And she's, I guess, <laughs> and she's like, this guy was in the in the this other guy's backyard just staring. No, she said that on the phone, I think, or. Or did she, oh, did she say it on the phone? I have to remember now. I thought she said it when Annie called on the phone. She oh, maybe says, she I thought did I saw it. somebody in Mr. McGregor's yard or something. And yeah. she's like, it's probably him, Mr. McGregor. He's like 80-something years old. Yeah, or something. Yeah. <laughs> that line was great, yeah. But either something way, like that. it's it's a, yeah, it's it's a good scene. I like that scene. But you could tell that Annie Annie's very uh, comfortable smoking the pot. Oh, yes. Where when Lori smokes the pot, she's like... <clears throat> Right, which is why she was like she wasn't considered as breaking the the law of of, of drug horror use, movies. yeah, drinking and drugs and yeah. being killed by Ghostface. Um, so we should probably go. We should have told the characters first, huh? That's okay. We can we can <clears throat> wibbly wobbly timey wimey that maybe I don't know, or we could just okay. Let, so let people know the characters are you have um. Dr. Pleasance, yes, or Dr. Pleasance, Dr. Loomis, he's Loomis, played by yeah. Donald Pleasance. He was Michael Myers' uh, psychiatrist slash doctor, whatever, and he spent, uh, what, uh, seven years trying to reach him and eight years trying to keep him locked up. Yeah. So you can see the evil inside him. The devil's eyes. And the devil's eyes. I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. I spent eight years trying to reach him, and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. And then I always go, a doll's eyes. Black eyes, like a doll's eyes. And then I'm like, wait, that's from Jaws. <laughs> Black eyes, doll's eyes. But, uh, you know, so there you got him, and then you have Laurie. Who's the uh, um, protagonist, main character? The original who's final the good girl. girl yeah. Does all her homework and. Yep. She's smart. Know, she's shy. Goes babysitting. She she actually babysits. <laughs> she has a crush on Ben Tramer. Yeah. <laughs> Brent Trainer. Brent Trainer. So. And then uh, then you have Annie's like uh, uh, Lori's best friend. And she's also the sheriff's daughter. Yep. And she also was babysitting that night. She's and then you have the sheriff bracket who's Annie's dad, and he's just the sheriff. I realize he has a small part in this movie because he has a bigger part in part two. So right. I was I always thought of him. 
more. And then, um, <clears throat> then there's Linda, who's the cheerleader, who says totally all the time. The game is in the afternoon. I have to get my hair done at 5, and the dance is at 8. I'll be totally wiped out. I don't think you have enough to do tomorrow. Totally. Holy and then her boyfriend, Bob, who's a creeper. funny because he doesn't look like the guy who'd get a cheerleader yeah. with those big old glasses. and That, and he doesn't look like he's in high school. And he has one of the creepiest lines in in oh, the entire movie. I know what it is. It's first I rip your clothes off, then I rip my clothes off, then we rip Lindsay's clothes off. Lindsay's the child. And I'm like, why would you say something? This should be a red flag here, Linda, that your boyfriend is a creeper. I don't know. Yeah, I know. That's what's funny is because I think he's trying to make a joke and stuff, but maybe that stuff flew back then. Maybe you know? it did because I'm like, this is this is not an okay line. <laughs> yeah, but you're right. He does look kind of manly. Like he's like a, you know, he's kind of built and a real dude. Like yeah. I guess you're right. He's an older actor. Maybe. He's an older. He he was driving this high school girl, and they're supposed to be young in high school too. Yeah. The no, they're like seniors. Like he's they're supposed to be like seventeen. Are they supposed to be? Because I got well. This is I guess we're we're mixing movies because in if if it's fifteen years after nineteen sixty three. Um, she would have had to have been only 15 years old, according to the Halloween two. What? Oh, because they had another child. She would have been a baby. Yes. And they, they said that they had another child after he was put in the asylum. Oh, did they say after? Yeah. Oh, I thought she was somewhere else. Maybe. Yeah, or maybe she was pregnant. With well, they something. didn't make her. I know. The problem with Halloween too is they didn't do all that <laughs> brother sister stuff till later. Right, right. Yeah. <clears throat> and I actually like. I actually don't like the brother sister dynamic. I actually like the ambiguity of uh, the shape. I think. I think that makes his character really cool. Let's talk about him for a minute because he is a really interesting character. Because we we covered all the other characters. Yeah. Did we miss anybody? Um, uh, I mean, Tom. No, well, then there's Lindsay Wallace. Is a. Uh, yeah. She's the little girl that Annie's watching. And actually, you know what's funny? She's a housewife of Beverly Hills. Oh, really? That's funny. The actress. I found that out, too, because I was looking at the cast of Halloween a few years ago, and I'm like, this girl looks familiar. Who is this? And I was like, oh, she's in the housewives. That's funny. Okay. Yeah. And then there's Tommy Doyle, right. who's who's uh, the little boy that's picked on by the other kids and hears about the boogeyman's coming. Yeah. And then he sees the boogeyman outside because he sees Michael Myers. Right. <clears throat> which is kind of cool because he looks out the window and he sees Michael just staring at the house. Right. And then he also sees him when he's taking Annie's body from the backyard to the front door, which is funny. Like, why would you go to the front door? Other than to make it so that Tommy can see it. Exactly. Yeah, that's one of those things yeah. that's cool about uh, about his character, though, and and the way they shot the movie. It's like there's not a whole lot of jump scares. There's a few, but there's not a whole lot of them. And it's more this like unsettling everything that that he's doing, and it, even his slow movement. It's just really unsettling. Like, and they it's the the analogy that that I heard used on like because I watched the. Um, the movies that made us the, this episode on the movies that made oh, us. Oh, I wanted to watch that before this episode. It's so good. But, but the analogy that they used was like seeing how far you can stretch a rubber band. You know, that's like raising the anxiety of the, of the, the person watching. Right. So you have like uh, that. I think the, the, the best um, version of that is probably 
that opening sequence where they have the the pan of the the point of view vision of Michael Myers, but you don't know who it is, and it's very very slow, and you know bad stuff is about to happen, but they keep stretching it as far as they can. They're like, what room can we walk into? Or is he going to get seen here? Or or um, how how creepy or or wrong can we make this? Um, and how un- uncomfortable can we make a person feel before they actually uh, go to the payoff where he, where he stabs uh, uh, his sister, Judith Myers, right? Or yeah, he, he, that's one shot. That's all, well, it's two shots because um, they had it. They had to do a cut because the um, the camera that they the had film runs out. The film runs out when he puts the mask on. So that's yeah. the set. That's the cut. But uh, but other than that, yeah, it's basically it's basically one. It's meant to be like one movement, right? Which yeah, was really pretty, cool. Yeah, because I love movies that do that. Yeah, like there's a shot in Goodfellas when he goes in through the back door of the restaurant. And you just see them walking through, and it's a full tracking shot that they follow them the whole time. And you know, and that was the first time. Like this, this movie, like that was new technology at the time. That yeah, kind of yeah. And they and they used it for a lot of stuff, and they used it really, really well. And it was, that that scene was just so good. And another one like that where they're like just stretching out that um, that uncomfortable feeling or that uneasiness before uh, something occurs is uh, at the end of the film, whenever Laurie Strode, um, Jamie Lee Curtis, walks into the back of the the back of the house uh, to check on Annie because, like, you know, she heard somebody like they were dying over the phone, which they were. And so um, she goes to the back of the house to get in because the front was locked, and it's very, very slow. She even goes to the handle where um, the, the pantry was where he popped out and killed Bob, and she doesn't like she doesn't touch it or she doesn't open it. You know, she just goes over there like she was going to open it and then just changes her mind. And we know he had to have been downstairs because he ends up blocking the doorway. But uh, but there's that slow movement before she gets to the top of the house and, and upstairs. She even peeks around the corner to see if there's somebody there. And it's just it's just so good. It's that stretching that something's going to happen. How long can we stretch stretch the uncomfortable, uneasy anxietiness of all this out before we actually give the payoff of Annie dead with a Judith Meyer stone uh, tombstone above her head? Yeah, because it's like what I love too is there's all these shots that just stay shooting, like they don't cut, like because there's the part there's the part where she drops off the key, like I said, and he saw her, and then she starts walking to school. And she's singing a song to herself. Yes. And then you watch her walk and you watch her walk to school for like, you know, it feels like five minutes, but you know, it's a couple of seconds. And then she does it. And you're like, wow, are we going to watch her walk the whole way? And then all of a sudden he, he gets into frame mm-hmm. and then he's just standing on the sidewalk. So if she turned around, she'd easily see him. Right. And, and he, you know, and then he's just sitting there breathing for a few minutes. I wish I had you all alone. Just the two of us. It feels like, you know, so it's another few seconds where like in modern movies, it's all cut, 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 right. cut every three seconds. So, 
Yeah. yeah, they would cut it. The fact that you know she'd be walking and then boom, boom, he would be there or something. I don't know, you know, stuff like that. And then there's uh, other shots where, um, when Bob and Linda are are making out on the couch at the at the Wallace house, and there's a part where he's just standing in the doorway, but he's not like hidden behind anything. He's just standing, he's standing there. there, so they could easily see him, but they don't. And you know what's funny. <laughs> <laughs> is actually the Wallace and Doyle houses are actually in Hollywood and they're really across the street from each other and stuff. And okay. everything else is shot in South Pasadena. But I know a lot of those houses out there, some of those older ones, and like they probably creak a lot when you walk around. So like I would think <laughs> that he'd be heard easily, but you can't hear any of that. Maybe the foleying is good, but <laughs> but those are the things. But yeah, there's that shot and then all the shots that he's there and not there. Right. Because there's a part where Annie's on the phone and she's walking, you know, and she's walking across oh, yeah. back and forth in the, the kitchen. kitchen. So she walks by the uh, the door out out back, and it, there's you know it's just open. And then she walks by again, and he's in the doorway. And then she walks by a third time, and he's gone. So you can see the camera panning away from this door. It gets off screen. So when it goes back, he's there. And then back again, he's gone again. So it's like, holy crap. And it's just funny too, because he's always there and gone. But it's one of those things like you, I saw a video when they're joking about like, when the murderer's coming after you and they're walking slowly and then they're like, ah, they run around the corner and then he books it and jumps (laughs) over the fence and runs around. So then when she looks back, he's still right there behind it all slow. It's like, wait, how did he do that? Like, because like, when she, when Lori sees him outside at the school, like the car is parked and he's kind of like standing there. Yeah. And then she answers the teacher. So in reality, he would have had to open up the door, get in, drive away real fast for her to turn, uh, you know, 30 seconds later and he's gone. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot and of that. You probably would hear the door slam and the car start, but. <laughs> but nope. To, to give that uneasy, the unsettling feeling. That's the other thing is, as um, I'm sure somebody's done it on YouTube, but if if somebody hasn't done it, they really should. Like, um, if you if you take this movie and you change the soundtrack a little bit and speed it up, it's a comedy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, just watching all the these little movements of of people and and him and uh, popping out. He dresses up as a ghost and and like it's just it, it has all this this little funny pieces to it that I'm like change the soundtrack a little bit and this is no longer scary <laughs> watch it two yeah, times because it's the music adds so much oh yeah the and there's a great. few little jump scares like you're saying right. like you know because there's the part where annie and and Lindsay are walking over to the doyle house when she's gonna drop him off and then you see he kind of like pops up from the side of the car which is so funny too because he pops up so much that she would have noticed him pop up but it's there to scare you, the the camera. And it goes, or yeah, something, that, and you're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> the same thing whenever the kid runs out of the um, the schoolyard. The kid, One of the kids that was picking on Tommy. After he drops a pumpkin, the kid runs out of the schoolyard, runs right Lonnie. into. Was that Lonnie? I, was one I of think them. it's either Lonnie or who was the other kid? I don't remember. But, yeah, he runs out. They were, they were picking on him, and he runs out, and it slammed, like, right into him. Yep. That was a good one. Yeah, that's the other unsettling thing about this is like most of the creepy stuff that uh, Michael Myers does happens during the day. Like yeah. he's wearing this mask and he's just walking and and doing stuff all 
creepy like in the middle of the day, you know, and that was cool. But it's like nobody notices him. Right. Right. Because that... there's even the part he's following like Annie and uh, Lori and they drive around to the hardware store and see the sheriff and talk yep. to him. Well, he stopped on Meridian. I'm sorry, I'm using real streets. Uh, he stopped on the street Meridian, and he's just like kind of hanging out, which is funny because that's where the Myers house was. It was right down that street. Oh, that's funny. <clears throat> so he stops right there, and and you know just waits, and then Loomis comes up and talks to the sheriff. And while he's just sitting there waiting for the sheriff who's inside, he drives right behind him, and he yep. doesn't even see he's driving the official Illinois state vehicle. I know. That's one of the dumb parts too of the movie, though, is whenever um, Donald Pleasance, whenever Loomis is is staking out at the uh, Myers house, and he's there for hours. I don't know; it doesn't even say how long he was there, but it implied that he was there for a really long time because you don't know how late in the night this is going. But and then all of a sudden he turns his head one particular direction and he sees the car that has been there this whole time. (laughs) well see that's the thing i'm trying that's the one part i never noticed till now because i felt like before i thought he was walking around and then he sees the car but the way they they shoot it he's literally sitting there and he turns and looks and there it is Mm -hmm. so it's like is the myers house right next to the wallace's house in the but it might be because the, pro- the problem with that, Tommy, Tommy sees her when she's dropping off the key, and he's like, "You can't go there. That's the witch's house or the haunted house." Uh, yeah, but the problem with that is like, it's clearly day when Annie and Lori are driving to go babysit, and whenever and he's following them, and then by the time they get over to the Doyle house and the Wallace house, it's pitch black out. It's so dark out. And you're like, were they driving around smoking that joint for hours? Or what was going on? Yeah, I, it, it's yeah. This is where we're gonna nitpick, I guess. Yeah, of course, the movie's so good, it doesn't deserve nitpicky. But like when I was actually like taking notes, I'm like, ah, oh, there's a few things that's like, how do they not notice this? Or, yeah, I know. Yeah, you know, and some of it's like, well, you gotta put something, and you know, you gotta have it so that you notice it. But it's like uh, exactly, it goes from day to night, and it's like, you know. It's not even like twilight when no, they're it's driving. Like dark. And it's probably because they couldn't shoot the scene, you know, in the twilight. Because it's only this driving scene and we only have this, you know, 20-minute frame in the day to shoot it. Yes. It probably wouldn't work. You know, and probably that's the deal. But what's funny is when they, you know, because Annie, Annie pulls up to the Doyle house. Let's, uh, what's it called? Let's Lori out. Then right. she pulls in the driveway and I guess into the garage of the right. Wallace house. Apparently. And then the Wallaces end up leaving. So I guess there's two spots that she could park in, I guess. But when that happens, like Michael parks like right, right, right in by. front of the house. Yeah. Right by there. Yeah. And then yet somehow that's right by the Myers house. Well, see, but no, but yeah, exactly. So I don't know if that is that close to the Myers house. I guess so. But it's just funny that, that he parks like right there. Like when it, Lori noticed that car there right? or noticed that that's the car from before. Or at some point he, he got back in the car and drove it down and then walked it, walked that distance, which would have been silly. No, but he didn't because the car is there when he does the jump scare. Oh, that's so funny. So that's the thing. So it's like this car is there. First of all, the car is like following her 
following them, you know, and I guess you have to because you're using the POV of him watching. Right. So to see them get to the houses and stuff, but he doesn't like pass them or do anything like that. He just like kind of like parks right there and then he gets out and then he kind of sits there and says, well, I'm going to go kill this one girl over here. And then he kind of stalks her for a while then kills her. After the kids. And then he's just still chilling at the house when the other two come over and kills them. And yeah, that's true. And what's funny too, is it's a slasher movie with very few deaths. Yeah, there's only five people that die and a couple of dogs. Yeah, just one dog, right? Um, it, no, there's two because remember when? Oh, because he eats. Uh... Right. Yeah, whenever they get to that the Myers house, he says, "Oh, it's still warm. Oh, he must have gotten hungry." I, would, I didn't know yeah. if that implied that he was eating it or he was hungry for death and he just killed it. No, no, he was eating it because he, he has to eat. Which makes sense. Does he though? I guess. <laughs> But the fact is, yeah, so he kills his sister in the beginning. Right. There's sister. a part where Loomis is driving into town, and he finds the the truck for the tow truck driver or something. Right. And then the guy, dead. huh? That guy. Oh, dead. yeah. And, and what's funny is Loomis doesn't even see the dead guy. I He's know. like they're like stripped of his coveralls, and that's how Michael has the coveralls because right. Loomis finds his like uh, – his insane asylum clothes is um, and the matchbook that the that the nurse that the used. nurse had. <laughs> yeah, it was funny too because when I was watching it, I was like, "Why are they doing that shot on the nurse's matchbook so well?" I know. And then when he finds that there, it's like, "Oh, duh! It probably fell out of the car." That's how he knows Michael did it. And yeah. So that mechanic's dead, and then he kills the three teenagers. So it's only five people. Yep. And that's the point in Halloween too that it's like, "Oh, we got to make the death count higher." Right. Right. Where he kills like. One, two, three nurses and an orderly and a cop and uh, like there was a couple or something. He went into a house just to kill. And who else? I think that might be it. Unless you count the kid that got hit by the car and set on fire. No, no, he didn't kill him. Right. <laughs> but it was his fault. That's Brand Tramer too. Was it really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. All right. You want to do, um, want to talk to the shape now? Okay. So the shape is the is what made the movie and what made Halloween so good was was Michael Myers, <coughs> right? Um Oh, do we want to talk, mention at all any of the um like the extra scenes that were added for the TV version of this movie? Sure. Well, the one thing that they added for the TV version to pad the runtime was they made it so that uh What's it called? That Michael knew that he was going after his sister, and they made it that Lori was his sister. Right. And I don't know if that happened before they did. I think it was when they were writing Halloween 2 that that was the fact that they were just kind of putting it together because <clears throat> Carpenter and Hill didn't want to do a sequel. Right. But they said, look at all this money. So they said, all right, we're going to give you a sequel then. And he's like, well, let's come up with something. Oh, it's his sister. That's why he's going after her. So they added that, and then they added, I think, a scene where Linda talks to her on the phone. And yeah, from that phone scene, they that the the girls with Annie over. when she's eating. Right, right after that, they have Linda come over, and Linda sees sees him. And that's what I didn't like about that scene. Is like because this whole time. Those two girls were oblivious to everything that's going on, but in that particular extra scene, uh, Linda runs into the house because she's like, "This guy's following. This creep is following me." And, and 
and like I I was like, nah, that's not that's not as cool. I haven't seen that in a long time. When did you see the extra scenes? Um, so I watched the movie three times. So I watched the <laughs> the theatrical release to prep for this, and then I watched the other one, um, the the TV release with the extra scenes, and then I watched the original again, just to just to catch all the scenes. Where do you have this? That's all free on YouTube. Oh, what? Yep. Damn. Did you not know that? How did you watch these? I watched it on AMC On Demand. Mm. I have it on VHS. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I have Halloween on VHS, and then I have the cool Halloween 20th anniversary edition or something. It's a double VHS box thing with two orange VHS tapes or something. And That's then right. I remember there was a snow globe, and I think it came with it. So either I have this snow globe somewhere or – I never got it. No, I don't know. Maybe I do. It might be packed away. But <laughs> it's, a, it's a snow globe where it's Michael Myers popping out from behind the couch where Lori's got her knitting oh, needles. Nice. And she stabs him in the neck. And the thing is, it's that bedroom or the living room. But if you shake it up, there's little – the snowflakes are all red. So it oh, looks like blood. blood nice. I looked on eBay. They have it on eBay. But it's uh, – it's what's it called? It's like $100. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm sure. So I was like, ooh, I want to see this Halloween snow globe. And I found it. I'm like, cool. And then it's on eBay. I'm like, ooh, maybe I could buy one. Oh, jeez. 118 bucks. Nope. <coughs> then I, I'm like, I might even have it somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> $418 worth looking through some boxes. <laughs> uh, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, but now is it do I want to go and sell it or? Uh, that's true too. But no, I'd keep some. I don't know. Like there's that. part that's of me cool. that wants to put on my bookshelf for right. that. <laughs> not with your mom. <laughs> no, not <laughs> that bookshelf. The, the other bookshelf. Gotcha. I only see the one. I put the, I put the, the Halloween snow globe next to mom and dad. <laughs> that would be terrible. <laughs> um, oh, that's funny. Yeah. But uh, it's funny too because mom's Jamie Lee Curtis's age too. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, because I was looking up everybody's ages to see how how old they the char- the actors are, so to see how old the characters would be, or because then the problem is when you watch all these sequels and there's all these time you know, oh yeah, time jumps and stuff. So it's like, oh wow, well, would this person really be her daughter? Oh yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, for those who for those who are interested in watching the movie, there are um... after we spoil. Oh, we should put a spoiler in front. Spoilers. Uh... There are like different um, timelines for this movie, right? So, there no for the series for the series, right? So if you you can watch one, two, four, five, and six, and that's one continuity, right? That's all, right? That's that's the first continuity. All right, three is completely on its own. That's a that's standalone. Sec- that would be its own continuity because originally, well, I mean, they did the sequel to Halloween because they left it on a on a on a cliffhanger. I thought they so what made Halloween two a pretty good sequel was they're not doing the same thing over again. Right. Where like I guess Friday the Thirteenth instead of Jason's mom it was actually Jason the whole time and as it was for many after. <clears throat> but like almost all the other movies that have se- even in other movies it's like hey let's just rinse and repeat. Right. But this one it was supposed to be good. It's a little better because it's like. 
well, what did he do after that? So that's the thing when we were talking about, like, what time is everything? Right. Well, you know, was he killing that? Was he, you know, because the sun sets early, you know, it's probably set around six o'clock. So was it like nine o'clock when he falls out the back of the, off, off the window? Exactly. The, what time is it at night? Yeah. What time is it? Because the Wallaces, I think, were supposed to be back at like nine or ten or something. Oh, did they say that in the movie? I think they do. I think you got to really listen when, oh, when you know, I they're that. like, oh, we'll be back at nine or. Oh, yeah. Man, I missed something that. like that. So if they're coming back at that time, they didn't yet. But but the thing, too, is so let's say it's nine or ten and then all of Halloween, two is supposed to take place the rest of the night. Right. Right. Yeah. Because <clears throat> it ends on November, November 1st, 1st all in, Saints the, Day. in the morning. In the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By sunrise. So, I mean, <laughs> it's probably midnight and everything when he's killing everybody in this hospital. So that's the whole idea with the second movie is, yeah, is he's hunting Lori now in the hospital and killing people there. Right. That's in the second movie. They do the whole reveal where that's, that's his sister. Right. Um, and then, so then they, they flash forward 10 years to, uh, Oh, well first the thing too, that was, so they're like, okay, well at the end of the movie, Michael and, and, uh, and Dr. Loomis die in a fire. Right. And it's, Oh, there it is. It's over. And then they wanted to do an anthology series. So they said, okay, let's make a whole nother movie. We'll make a Halloween three. It's a whole nother movie. And I used to think when I was a kid and I used to see the the video cassettes and they show there's the kid with the pumpkin mask. So I thought in Halloween three, Michael Myers gets a pumpkin mask. Oh, (laughs) because that was probably before Halloween four came out when he came back or something. So, so Halloween three was supposed to be a different movie. And then Halloween four would have been another movie and Halloween five would have been another movie. It'd be a big anthology series. Well, everybody thought Halloween three was terrible. It's not really a good movie. It's better than people say it is because it's not Michael Myers. So everybody hates it, but it's still not that good. Oh, (laughs) you know, (laughs) that's too bad. I don't remember that movie at all, but I, I do recall watching it at some point in my life, but I don't remember. We watched it that night. And we, when we're, you know, 20 minutes into it saying, I don't think Michael Myers is in this movie. Yeah, that was my feeling too, because I was like, where's Michael Myers? (laughs) And then there's a part where they're like, oh, Halloween on Thursday night at 8 p.m., watch it on Channel 5. Oh, yeah, and you're like, it's fake in that universe. (laughs) You're like, oh, Halloween's a movie in the Halloween 3 universe, (laughs) I guess. So that's its own timeline. So that would be the second one. So back to 4. Four is 10 years later, literally, and in the story. So most right. of the story takes place when the movies take place. And Michael Myers, I guess, after the explosion of two, he went to, you know, to jail or the <clears throat> same asylum or something. And somehow he he breaks out and then he wrecks havoc on the town. And this is, they will call this the Thorn trilogy. Right. And, uh, and the tough part, too, is it's supposed to be the same city that you watched in the other movie. And the other movies it took place, you know, it was filmed in South Pasadena, which looks like a Midwestern town. So, but this looks like you're in the middle of Nebraska or something. It's like, this doesn't look like, like, like suburban Chicago or anything. This looks terrible. This looks like you're out in the cornfields or something. <laughs> well, it was shot in, in Salt Lake City. That's funny. So, so there you have four. And then he's out trying to hunt uh, his niece, uh, Lori's daughter so Lori dies in like a car accident because jamie lee didn't want to come back and then what's her name um danielle uh, harris as plays jamie lloyd 
who is and her name's Jamie because of Jamie Lee Curtis. And he's out trying to hunt her. <clears throat> and then at the end, all the cops and hillbillies try to blow him up, but he gets away through this like old abandoned mine. And then he like is comatose for a year. Yeah. With some weird hermit. I guess it was supposed to be some weird druid dude originally. Oh, that'd be that would make more sense with the themes. Yeah, because in when part five starts, he he has the tattoo on his wrist for the thorn. Right. So you're like, oh, there's something trippy here. And if it was a druid guy, it's like, oh well, I'm in on it, so I know. But then they changed it so it's like an old hermit. So somehow this old guy puts this dude he found in the river in his little cave for you house for a year i know and he's asleep for a year <laughs> and then on halloween morning he wakes up and kills the dude yeah and it's like what the heck yeah and then he goes off and does the another adventure and then they actually arrest him throw him in jail and some guy in black, in black. that you don't see blows it breaks him out and then what's funny about that is they're like oh we put the guy in black in because we didn't know what else to do for the movie there was like a writer's strike and all that stuff so we just threw it in and thought we'd figure it out later and thus the hot mess of the curse of michael myers begins (laughs) yeah because then you find out the thorn is this rune you know and it's all this celtic cult and you know dr loomis's buddy is you know actually head of this cult and then they're like trying to do some weird thing and jamie it's supposed to be you know six years in the future or whatever and jamie has a baby and then they have to get the baby and and all this other crazy stuff and Paul Rudd's supposed to be adult Tommy Doyle and yeah and it's it's just weird stuff and then I guess Dr. Loomis goes after Michael and then you hear screams and then it's over and that's supposed to be the end of the series so that's the that's the one timeline that you can watch right. or you can watch one and two and then Halloween H2O and Halloween Resurrection as one timeline also right because H2O is cool because they skip everything in the middle. They skip three, four, five, and six. So it's supposed to be 20 years later. And I guess Michael Myers never got caught or anything. He's just been hiding for 20 years after the fire. Mm -hmm. And then he goes to the nurse's house, the nurse from the first movie. So she like had all of Dr. Loomis's stuff. He somehow broke into the house and uh, stole all her stuff to find out where Jamie or not Jamie, well, Jamie Lee Curtis, yeah, where Lori is, who changed her name or something. something and, yeah. and then he kills her, and he kills a young Joseph Gordon-Levitt. So oh, that's right. Yeah. He's one of the kids. The kid with the hockey next, stick. With the hockey stick and stealing <laughs> the beers. Yeah. So, And then he, he steals the nurse's car and then starts driving from you know Illinois to San Francisco or California, something and right, steals yeah. a car on the way. And it's kind of cool the way he steals it because there's like a mom and her daughter and she, they like go into the bathroom and and they're sitting there on in the you know in the stalls and then you see him come in and you're like oh my god this little girl she's gonna die what the heck and then he pretty much steals the white mom's purse and she's freaking the heck out and then leaves the purse but he grabbed her keys and then took her car and left the other car and it was just you know it's really intense the way they shot it and everything and. And then, uh, and then you know, but that's all he did was he just yeah. said, "I need the keys. I don't need to kill these people. I just got to get going. I got a job to do." Yeah. And then he I finds have. the school that she works at, and all the kids left except for four. And then he has to kill the two, and, and all that Bella stuff. Cool J is there. 
yeah, and LL Cool J's there. And then there's a the part where Jamie gets everybody out, and then she's like, I'm going to go back in and kick Michael's ass. And then she goes back, and I was like, yeah, this is going to be awesome. It's going to be like the end of Predator when they're fighting each other and stuff. And then, like, 10 minutes goes by, and it's over. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. That was it? And then she she ends up pinning, you know, there's, like, a thing where the, they shoot him. He's in an ambulance. She steals the ambulance. It crashes. His body gets pinned between the ambulance and the tree. And then she takes an axe and cuts his head off, and that's the end. Yep. And that's the way I like to end it. Because Halloween Resurrection, which they made a couple of years, like two years later or something. Bust of Rhymes. The Bust of Rhymes. <laughs> and the girl from... Uh, the the uh, next top model, right? What's her name? Ty, uh, Tyra oh, Banks. Tyra Banks is in it. Yeah. But the girl from um, Rules of Engagement. Rules of Engagement. Oh, I heard of it. I never watched it, though. Yeah. <clears throat> it was like the... seven seasons or something. But it had Patrick Warburton. And it was The fact was, it was supposed to be... The married couple, Warburton and Pri- Megan Price, the like couple David that's Spade? in, huh? Was it David Spade in this, in this? David Spade was the single guy. Oh, gotcha. And then they were the engaged couple. Gotcha. This was uh, like a a poor copy of um, How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. This was like, yeah, let's try right to do that with it. friends. Yeah, let's try to do that with, because the friend sitcom was so good that we wanted to do all these kind of movie, TV shows like it. And um kind of they were kind of getting back to that. So what it was is it's like, hey, there's the established couple, the brand new couple, and the single guy, and then they added his assistant to it and and all that stuff. And it you know, it was a it was a fun show. Yeah. But yeah, she was in the movie with Busta Rhymes. Yep. So and then you have webcams, but that movie was terrible. Yeah. But then you have uh, after after resurrection, you have um, Rob Zombie's uh, recreation Remake. of Halloween's one and two, which are their own timeline. There's nothing you watch before them or after them or them in general. Um, they, it's tough. You gotta like it's Halloween wasn't that bad. I never watched two, but I heard it was bad. But it's tough because it's like you gotta really like Halloween, I guess. But then you might hate it more because right. it's. Because they, they it's, it's undo everything. Too, it's too Rob Zombie. It is very Rob Zombie. It feels like you're watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre and yeah. not Halloween. It's like if you ever see House of a Thousand Corpses, yes. it's just got a creepy feel to it. Yeah. Not like creepy like when you're like, ooh, this is intense. It's just like no. you feel dirty watching it. <laughs> and that was the same thing because it's like <clears throat> they made it like, you know, when he was a kid, he like killed his sister but she was like the slutty sister worse, and right? then yeah, she, she killed terrible. the boyfriend and he killed the crappy stepdad and yeah yeah everybody was terrible to him you feel bad for michael myers is the idea and then he kicked the and then he beat the the kid the bully to death who was the spy kid yeah and now the new the the current timeline that if you're watching um halloween kills and all that stuff is you watch halloween one the 1978 one the John Carpenter's Halloween. <laughs> then you watch Halloween 2018. Then you watch Halloween Kills. And then next year, or whenever it comes out, Halloween ends. And that yeah, is it's supposed another, to be next year. Oh, that's another continuity. Yeah, because this one cuts out too. So apparently, right. after Michael Myers falls from the the balcony, somehow the cops come and get him. He goes and home. Dr. Loomis almost kills him. Yeah. 
and uh, and uh, this one deputy like stops him from killing him. You don't see this; you hear about it later. <clears throat> the one deputy is uh, what's his name? Will Payton. I think that's his name. Was it Will Payton or is that the Star Man? <laughs> what's his name? This one by me. Will Patton. Will Patton, and you know him. He's the he's the coach from remember the Titans, the one that's uh, already the coach when Denzel comes in. Oh, gotcha. Do you remember him, Coach Yotes? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's the white coach, and he was you know in Armageddon and stuff like that, and and uh, the Punisher movie with John Travolta. So he's in it. Apparently, he was that deputy, and now he's like one of the cops and he's like kind of into, you know, into this thing. So apparently like they're going to transfer Michael Myers and he breaks out and kind of just goes on a weird killing spree. But it's weird too. Cause like, <clears throat> I don't know there's parts of it. I like and parts that I don't, but the thing that it's weird though, and maybe it's just cause I'm an old man and it's like, Oh no, there's too much killing. Oh you yeah. Know? Because I understood in Halloween, too. They're like, we're going to put extra killing in there. But the thing that's funny is, like, apparently he's been arrested since 1978. But he killed, like, five people. But he's, like, treated like Hannibal Lecter. And it's like, well, I understand when you do that with Michael Myers, who's killed everybody in Halloween, too. Because then you're adding, like, you know, eight more people. And then, oh, if it's still the same timeline as four, five, and six. And it's like, oh, man, he killed, like, 50 more people. So now he's killed so many people. He needs to be in super duper, you know, what's it called? Security. When he was just five, I'm like, eh, they make him out that he's super duper evil more than I think he should have been. <clears throat> but then, like in Halloween one, like he, like we said, he kind of saw Jamie, Jamie Lee and her friends and kind of like was like, I'm going to stalk you for most of the night. In this one, he just kind of like was like, okay, well, there's a scene where these, now we're, we're talking about the movie from 2018. Like there's a scene where they get out, like apparently the bus that's transferring him has an accident and he's getting out. Yeah, an accident. And like the thing, well, sorry if I'm spoiling this for you, but like <laughs> there's the part where like this dad and son go out and they're like, hey, let's see if everybody's okay. And if I saw a bunch of guys in like white clothes and a broken down bus, I'd be like, because <laughs> uh, I know that that's who knows. Is that, prison? Is is that the same? <laughs> I don't know. I would turn like immediately. But then the thing is like Michael like kills the dad and son and like, and like the cops and who were on the bus and all that stuff. And then he steals the car where I felt like he would have just got in the car when the dad and son got out of the car, he would have just taken the car. Like how he did in H2O. Right. Because in H2O, he steals that car, the keys from the lady in the bathroom. He didn't he kill done. the girl in the bathroom. No. But here he just kills you know. people. So then there's a part of the gas station and kills like four people there and and all that. And then there's just a few other scenes where it's like he just like went into a house and killed somebody. Right. And I was like, what was the point of that? It was a cool shot, though, because you, like, see him look in the window at this lady who's walking around on the phone hearing about this murderer that escaped. And then you see him. Then the camera stays still. So it's like first it's a POV. And then the camera stays. And then you see him walking on the side of the house. Oh. And the shadow goes. And then you see him in the house and kills the lady. Wow. 
but I don't know. And then it just seemed all weird because like, so then Jamie Lee Curtis is like a grandma and Judy Greer is her daughter. And then there's the teenage granddaughter. And, you know, but like the fact that Michael Myers ever runs into the granddaughter is like all coincidence or that he kills any of the friends, any of the other teenagers. It's like coincidence. It's not like he's like, Hey, I'm going to follow the granddaughter to the house. That's what you think, because that's what he did before. Right. Nope, he's just walking around. Oh, these look like teenagers. Don't kill them. Let's go kill them. Right. Yeah. But what's kind of cool is is like Jamie Lee Curtis when like all Linda Hamilton, Sarah Connor, Terminator Two. There you go. <laughs> she's even wearing like the tank top and, sh- and and cocking the shotguns just like that. So apparently she's been like training for forty years in case Michael Myers ever got out or something. <clears throat> you know, just ready for if he attacks. So first you're thinking, you know, oh, she's all scared. That's why she has all this security and stuff. And then it's like, oh no, she's ready for him. Like she wants him to come. Cause she's like shooting mannequins and shit and blowing everything away. It's like, damn. That's awesome. So it's kind of cool, but it's just, I don't know. It's just too much at once. So too many movies going on. And, and that's, no, no, but it's not even too many movies going on. It's just, I felt like it, if it's supposed to erase two and five and, H2O and all that, it felt like it went it went from a movie where he barely kills five people to something to, to where he kills like 30 people, it feels like. And it's like it didn't seem like the same MO where it was before. It's like I'm gonna hunt right something that I really like. It's like that uh the coveting right that he does for her. It's that fixation like, like Buffalo Bill in in uh in Silence of the Lambs, like, what do you covet? What do you see every day and, and stuff? So, like, he, like, followed her. He hunted her. He could have killed anybody down the street. But he saw her you and know. he chose her, right? Yeah, and he chose the friends and said, hey, I'm going to take care of all this, right. you know? And that was the indiscriminateness so, of it. But it was, it, but whenever he chose it, he was sticking to it. And, and he wasn't done until his mission was done. And so that's why when she stabbed him, all those times that she stabbed him, he kept getting back up. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. So that's that's where I think Halloween was was better than all of these, and now even even now the twenty eighteen. Although I heard I heard the twenty eighteen one is good, so I haven't seen it, but I have. Well, heard I'm it. saying it's good, but there's parts like that. Like right. I said, it just seems like hey, they random, them. opposed to like you know, you meet the granddaughter, you meet her friends, you know they're gonna die, right? <laughs> you know. You, you just know who's going to die because you've seen movies before. So it's not really spoiling anything. They're wearing it's red shirts obvious. in Star, Star Trek, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, Ensign, Ensign, you know, Smith, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but so it, that's, and, and let's, 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 um, let's talk about the shape. Let's talk about Michael Myers from the perspective of like his motivation <laughs> And what he is in the first one, because I think, I think, I think the first one ended perfectly, like with him just gone and ambiguous of like, was that this, the boogeyman? Was that a real guy? Is he, is he going to be dead in a ditch somewhere? Or is he, or was he supernatural in nature? Right. Cause there it's, it's very ambiguous in, in the movie and it's meant to be. Um, and then all the other iterations, are just like either we want to see more carnage or we're going to make him just straight supernatural and and that's it or he's powered by <laughs> satan or whatever whatever all the things happen to be right 
Um, but I like there's a scene the 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 classroom scene I think really pins down who the shape is because there's it's and it's a bunch of throwaway lines and I looked them up because I'm a nerd. But <laughs> so there, it's it's this great scene where where um, Lori and them are, are is in the classroom and you have that um, that dialogue of the teacher right. And the teacher, like, doesn't have any, um, like, it's very flat when she's teaching this class, and it's very kind of pointless or whatever. No matter what course of action Collins took, he was destined to his own fate. His own day of reckoning with himself. The idea is that destiny... Ma'am? Answer the question. Oh, um, Costain wrote that fate was somehow related only to religion, whereas Samuels felt that, well, fate was like a natural element, like earth, air, fire, and water. That's right. Samuels definitely personified fate. In Samuels' writing, fate is immovable, like a mountain. That's, that's the shape. Like, that's, that's him. He is the, he's the evil. He is the thing He's the dragon, right? He's the dragon of lore. Like, this is what's so what I think is so cool about him is because as a literary character, he is a dragon. You know, does he exist? Did he exist? Is he purely supernatural? Is is he a physical person who's just crazy strong, and he's just fixated on this thing? Um, and I I like that aspect a lot about about him because that's that and. And I mean, if he's if he's pure evil, that evil is coming for you, right? And, and this evil is it supernatural? Is it physical? Is it is it a material thing? Is it? And this is like a, it's like the unholy incarnation is what you have essentially with uh, with Michael Myers. And I think that that's kind of a cool play to say like, okay, we don't know exactly what we just encountered, and then it's gone. You know, and then so you don't know whether it's coming back again, but you do know that the only person who survived was the person who was paying attention, was the person who, like, the doctor, like, for all intents and purposes, Do- Loomis was a failure, right? <laughs> he, yeah. he he did not do his job well. The cops couldn't smell the weed in the car. <laughs> the cops were failures. All the other babysitters and, and cheerleaders, they were they were failures, right? But Lori paid attention. She did her job the way she was supposed to do it. She did her homework. You know, she was she was the good character, and she paid attention. And evil tried to get her, but couldn't. You know, and that's that's kind of a cool little. Uh, but but it came for her anyway. You know, and it, right. yeah, and so that's like being good is not going to keep you away from evil or anything like that. The dragon's going to come for you. What was it? I think. Uh... I think in 2018 they kind of refer to him like a shark. Like he needs to keep moving and eating. That makes sense. I think I heard that on Phineas and Ferb. A shark has to swim forward. Yeah, I heard it on Phineas and Ferb today. A shark has to keep swimming forward or else he'll die. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I, I learned that as a kid. It's like they always swim. Mm-hmm. And never Because they can't breathe in and out with their gills. The water has, They have to keep moving so the water goes through it. 
like apparently there's like caves and stuff where the sharks can like lay down because there's a current that goes so much that they can breathe. Wow. Reading, um, reading, watching this and kind of trying to think about and pin down the character of Michael Myers for me made me think a lot of um, uh, the uh, dragons in literature because I really think that that's his, that's what his character is. He is the pure evil. He's the incarnation of evil. He is the, uh, um, the dragon of lore. Is it, uh, you know, this idea of a supernatural or physical thing or is it real or is it not real or, you know, the closest mm-hmm. things we have are, are the stories of the Leviathan and all this stuff, right? But um, it made me think of St. George, the the story of St. George that, like, is that weird um, legend of him killing the dragon. Do you know the story? I know of it. So the the way it works um, is that there was... there's St. George and the dragon. Yeah. So do you, know the, do you know how the story goes and how the dragon no. came about? Okay. So the way it goes is that there was a city um, or this little village... And depending on who you're reading, and the timelines are all different. Sometimes this is the t- during the time of Constantine. Sometimes it's a few hundred years later. Um, like I think people just pass the story around to benefit mm. their things or whatever. But um, mm-hmm. the way it goes is that there's a city that uh, a dragon decided to kind of live nearby, and uh, he was because it had dra- it had poison breath. It would it poisoned the water inadvertently, but. Um, and then it kept getting closer and closer to the to the village, and they were kind of worried because it was going to, you know, kill everybody. And so they started to be like, okay, so what do we got to do to kind of slow this dragon's approach down, right? So the, the, the evil is coming for them, and they want to slow it down. And so what do they do is first they start, you know, giving it some of their livestock. So they put a little, li- they put a little sheep out there or whatever. And so they offer a sacrifice to the evil, right? And the evil takes a sacrifice, but it keeps coming, right? So like, well, let's slow down a little more. Let's try to give it two sheep. And so they, they give it two sheep. And so that goes on for a while. And they're like, man, we're, we're losing all this sheep, right? And they're like, well, let's give them some of the, um, some of the, some of the people. Let's, let's go sacrifice some of the guys, right? So they're like, okay, well, we'll sacrifice a sheep and a dude, right? And so uh, that goes on for a little while. Until ultimately, they're like, okay, this is, keeps coming, and we need these guys to, like, what if it actually does get here? we got to fight it or whatever. Um, you know, let's let's sacrifice our children instead. <laughs> so we're going to send our children off with the sheep there, and nobody, they set up this whole lottery where all these kids could just be put in a lottery and be, end up being sacrificed to this evil, this impending evil that was coming their direction. Um. And eventually the king's daughter comes up for Lot. And the, the way the story goes, it's, it goes back and forth on whether or not um, whether or not she was drawn by Lot and then he tried to buy his way out of it or that they were like, we're going to take your daughter because she's never been drawn by Lot and so we think you've rigged the lottery, right? And so um, either way, she gets out there in a wedding dress to sh- show this innocence and purity. And then at the same time, St. George comes walking by you know, on his horse and he's like, well, there's a there's a lady with a sheep tied up over here, and there's a dragon nearby, you know. And she and, and he's like, "Well, let me go and rescue you." And she's like, "No, let me let me die for my people. I need to be sacrificed so that the people can live, right?" And he's like, "Well, this is dumb. So I'm just gonna wait here." And when the dragon comes along, he goes over and he basically he doesn't slay the dragon, but he pins the dragon's mouth closed with his spear. Uh, and then they take the dragon over into the village, right? And so he's like, I, you know, I've conquered this dragon, 
and I'll slay it. And, um, if you'll all be basically become Christian is the, is the idea. Like, you know, this is what Jesus does. He destroys evil for you. Right. And so, um, that's what that kept reminding me of thinking about Michael Myers. It's this, um, this evil that we're going to that I guess you try to avoid at all costs, you know, <laughs> you offer your sacrifices and all the things, um, but it's still going to come. And so the only way around that in, in the, the case of uh, St. George, uh, the only reason why he had the ability to overcome the evil was because he was in Christ. And none of the other people could overcome the evil because they weren't in Christ. Um, and so that's the only thing they could do was be sacrificed to the evil. And so that was kind of like, I saw the, the little parallels here with, with Michael being like, all right, I'm going to go out and I'm, I'm coming after Lori, who he can't get because she is in Christ, essentially, other than that little bit of weed she smoked. <laughs> For references on whether weed is moral or immoral... <laughs> listen Please to episode listen. <laughs> uh, hash is legal there right <laughs> whatever episode that was i don't know it just made me think about all that stuff um because i th i feel like that's what slashers are in in um modern stuff because we don't make movies about dragons anymore you know dragons right. and if we Hand do fire. right and if we do it's 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 an amalgam of uh, it's not just the the western because the western dragon was always a sign of evil the serpent right but the Eastern dragon was always a sign of luck or of, of life. You know, it's, it's a very sacred thing. You know, even Japan itself is said to be a dragon, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, and now that we have, like, the world has gotten so much smaller, our dragons are, are an amalgam of all those things. You know, sometimes they have a good dragon, sometimes <coughs> you have a bad dragon. But it's not like we don't have that incarnation of evil anymore in our stories. It's the slasher now. That's why I like Michael Myers. <laughs> episode seven is hash is legal. They're right. That I was a long time. I would have guessed episode seven. That's so funny. Oh, I would have thought like, Oh, we did that like 20, 20 or something. Right. It's good. Cause it's like, so good. Like what we said, it's slow pace, but it's like creepy as crap. So like, you're usually on your edge of your seat. Like, I remember the first time I saw it, I think I was more scared in the daytime when he's, you know, right. creeping around, stalking, getting in the shots or how he's there and not there. And, and then, you know, he's by the bushes and then it's like, oh, what? And he goes away and then he's gone. And it's like, like all those things. And like, it's like, I was like, ooh. And then when he started killing people, I was like, oh, that's not that big of a deal. Right, right. Yeah, it wasn't as scary, I guess. It was the impendingness of him um, coming towards you or coming near you um, that was terrifying. And then when it, once he revealed his 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 head, uh, I mean, evil's evil's not creative. Although I do like how he killed Bob. That was kind of neat. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. <laughs> That's one of the iconic parts. He picks him up and he's choking him, and then he stabs him. And that's another thing that's funny, too, because he's got a regular kitchen knife. Somehow that chick kitchen knife long enough to get through all of Bob's body and pin him to the door so he could stay up there. <laughs> and he must go back to get the knife later. Oh, he does, because, I mean, he's got to put Bob in, like, the closet or whatever. Yeah, oh, no, hang him heck, upside down. How was Bob huh? hanging, and how was he released? What was the trigger, me trigger me mechanism 
that allowed Bob to be released. I know, huh? Because <laughs> the timing was perfect. <laughs> and uh, But that goes back to, like, <laughs> if Michael Myers does have a six, the mind of a six-year-old and he's playing tricks on people because this is what he does. It's something. It's this whole playing with your food kind of thing that they Ooh, say. Like, like, there's that. this whole thing. You know, where some of it's like, really, would he do that? And then there's other times where like, yeah, he would, I guess. But yeah, the fact that somehow Bob swings upside down and hangs at Jamie, I don't know. Is he like... Trapdoor. You know, is he holding a rope or something and lets him go? I don't know. He just pops out. Because he has to set up, like, somehow he got... He must have gone back out to the car, popped the trunk, got the picked up the, the, the tombstone <laughs> of his sister... Closes the trunk, walks back in the house, gets up the stairs, sets it up, gets one of the jack o' lanterns from downstairs, puts oh, it on the, right. puts it on the what's it called the, <clears throat> the end table, yeah. then throws Annie's body on the bed to look like a sister or something. Then his sister says, "Ah, that's good. Somehow I'm gonna hang up Bob." And then his extra one just crack like in half, the closet, half hung up too, because he can't be hanging from his ankles or else. Right. Or else he'd hit the floor when he swung down. Bob was a big dude. Or he'd hit, he'd be out of the shot, and then he's like, and then I'm going to put Lo, Lo, uh, Linda in the closet somehow. And Yeah. So. And I felt like Linda looked the same dead as she did alive. Just that blank look on her face. <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. She's totally dead. But you got to think of that. So it's like, okay, well, after I kill Bob. Oh, and then the other iconic thing is somehow... He goes and finds a sheet. Yes. <laughs> so here's the other thing. So Bob is probably still hanging up in the closet, in the in the kitchen there. Right. He goes upstairs. He finds a sheet out of either off of Lindsay's bed or or in the 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 what is it the linen closet, and then he cuts holes in the sheet. Yeah. He must have found scissors. scissors like this is something. funny. Now I'm really I'm really breaking this down. <laughs> okay. So wait a second. So he kills Annie, brings her in the house because Tommy sees her bringing her in the house. And does he put her in the bedroom? Maybe. <clears throat> or is that the bedroom that? Or is that the bedroom that? What's it called? They were sleeping in the uh, Bob and uh, Linda. I don't know. I have to look at that. So, but he's got to do something with her. So he puts her in the house. Waits for Bob and Linda. They they make out in the house. Then they go upstairs and then have sex upstairs while he's in the house the whole time. And Annie's body's in the house somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah. Then they have sex. He goes down to get some beers. He's hiding in the cup in the pantry, you know, whatever that is. In the pantry, pops out, kills Bob, stabs him, puts him up there, goes upstairs, gets a sheet, cuts holes in the sheet, takes oh, first he had to take Bob's glasses off. Yep. Puts the sheet on him. So that he looks like a ghost, puts Bob's glasses on the outside. So she now she's like, "Oh, it's Bob. It's so funny." Then she's then like, "Well, I'm done." Lines with up this. the sheet holes with the eye holes of the mask. <laughs> oh, the glasses. Yes, yes. <laughs> you don't see that the gla- the mask popping out. Yeah. And then the phone rings. So then, what's her name? Uh, Linda talks to Lori, and he's like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, I had enough of this crap." Grabs the cord, chokes her out, while pulling off the glasses and the sheet. Then he's like, okay, I'm going to stash this bitch totally. in the closet. And then I got to go downstairs and get Annie or wherever I hit her. Mm. Get the, the, you know, get this tombstone out of the trunk. 
get the thing, the the other, and then we got to see was the uh, jack o' lantern on the porch or what, or did he take it upstairs and then somehow take half a bob and hang him down or something? I don't know. However that worked, yeah. You know, and then set it all up. Yeah, that's a lot of work. And then isn't that it's when like he Home Alone. pops out of the dark? It does. It is how he, when he pops because he's waiting in a different room. Like he wasn't so even there for the So then he's got to go into Lindsay's room. And he's like, I got to be this far. She gets out. She's all scared. And then while she's really close to me, I'm going to go out slow enough so the for, so that the uh, camera just barely picks up my face and then get her. I thought that was cool. I still think that was that's cool. super cool. Maybe it was because you watched it on YouTube. It didn't look as good. Maybe that's what it was. But, but the fact that you're you're just looking at her and she's next to this doorway that's black. And then all of a sudden, this face kind of slowly shows. And they're right. like, oh, there he is. Yeah, you're going to die, lady. Yeah. Yep. So watching it with Jeevy was really funny because um, she she yelled at Jamie Lee Curtis for dropping the knife. The yeah, she drops it like twice. Twice. That's she drops a... it at the couch, and then she drops it like. Right by his body. Called? Right upstairs. next to the, the bed uh, when he's dead by the the closet. Twice, she drops the she drops the knife and then turns her back on him. You think? Oh, that was the that was the thing that I thought was funny watching it was like when she stabs him with the knitting needle for the first time. How he falls is so funny. Just go back and watch that scene and just like because he he has the thing it's stuck in his neck. He pulls it out and he's like. And he just falls, and, and then you hear the the classic thud of however they do it with the sound effects booth or whatever, and and I'm like, oh my goodness, that was hilarious. But the other thing too is what I think's funny is on how long it takes him to get across the street, and I know the whole idea oh, yeah. is it's supposed to be tension, but it's so funny too because when she runs out of the back, so he gets out of the kitchen. So okay, so after he shows his face, he tries to get her. She runs downstairs. Oh, she falls down the stairs. Oh, she falls down the stairs. Yeah. That's why her legs hurt. Yep. And then she falls down the stairs. He comes down the stairs. She locks the kitchen door, tries to get out, but he's already, from the time she walked in, he was still downstairs after he set everything up. Right, right. <laughs> so, Oh, yeah. So he had to set everything up, go downstairs, hide again. Then when she walked in, then take the rake. And put it against and the window. And prop it. Maybe go through the front door again. Get back up the stairs. Hide in Lindsay's room. <laughs> and and then wait to get her. Then she gets down there. So when she gets down there, breaks the, the glass with her bare hand. Gets the rake out. Because I saw there was a chair there. I'm like, oh, she's going to use that chair. Oh, wait, she didn't no, use that chair. She used her arm. She should have used She's a beast. <laughs> but then he's like right next to her when she gets out. Yep. Then what's funny is she runs around the house. And goes to the neighbor's the neighbor, house, and they have the enough worst time neighbor to ever. open the windows <laughs> and close the windows and turn off the light and go, go away, girl, kind of attitude. <laughs> and then she starts running across the street, and then he comes out. Like, what was he doing? Just waiting? Yeah, He's like, yeah. ah, I'll wait till she gets into the street before I come after her. And then he follows her across the street, and he's walking so slow that not only can she not open the door, which she has keys in her pocket. But she couldn't get to him for some reason. did. Yeah, she did. And then she has to find a way to wake up Tommy, him to get downstairs, open the door. Then she gets in, and he's gone by then. Right. And Tommy took a sweet time. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Freaking Tommy. Tommy. 
Tell me you're nothing but trouble. Take notes, Paul Rudd. Um. <laughs> Later. <laughs> yeah, he's not Paul Rudd in this movie. No. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great, though. <laughs> but, but funny thing, uh, what's it called? Sam Loomis, the name of Donald Pleasance's character, was actually the boyfriend of, of uh, what's her name? What's her name? Vivian Lee? No, Vivian's the other girl. What's her name? Why am I blinking on this? Janet Lee. Oh. Janet Lee, who's the girl from Psycho. Psycho. Mm-hmm. Her boyfriend in it was named was Sam Loomis. Oh, I didn't know that. That's funny. Also, what's funny is then we get to Janet Lee is Jamie Lee, Jamie Curtis Lee Curtis's mom. mom. Yep. Then what's funny is in Halloween H2O. Jamie Lee Curtis is the head of the, uh, Lori's the head of the, the school or something. She's like the headmaster or whatever. <clears throat> her secretary is Janet Lee, her own mom. Oh, that's funny. Her mom's name in the show, in the movie, or the character, her secretary's name is Norma. I.E. Norma oh, Bates' that's mother's funny. name is Norma. <laughs> then there's a part where she's like, hey, happy Halloween. I'm leaving for the rest of the movie. See you later. And then she gets in the same car that Janet Lee drove in Psycho. Nice. And then there's even a little kind of thing from Psycho into the music when she gets in the car. Oh, they, they, they played tribute to it. That's cool. Oh, it was such a good tribute. So that's one of the things I loved about H2O because I was like, oh, wait, I know who that is. That's her mom. That's great. Oh, that's the car. Oh, her name's Norma. Everything works out. <laughs> I didn't catch any of that when I watched, well, I watched H2O when I was young, too, though. Well, not that young, but still young. Yeah, I had a weird psycho phase where I would in seventh grade, which would have been like its 30th anniversary or something, so I think I got into it. And I read the novel, and uh, I watched it on, like, TM, TCM or something, and... and uh, you know, so I thought it was like the coolest thing. And then I watched all the, the sequels, which were all, you know, schlocky, you know, slasher films. Yeah. But the original is great. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. We should probably wrap up. We should. This was good. This was fun. All right. I hope you guys Happy enjoyed Halloween, it. Happy Halloween, everybody. Like... All right, everybody. That's enough time for tonight. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy, um, happy All Saints Day and happy All Souls Day. Hope Yay. you enjoy your Day of the Dead. Hope you get your, uh, you know, Soul your cakes. sugar skulls and, you know, give a beer to Grandpa. There you go. Yeah. But uh, uh, so look us up on the Insta Instagrams, which I don't know about, but David does. And uh, find us on Facebook. And did we ever give anybody a gift card? We did not because nobody tagged us in anything. So nobody, nobody tried to play. All right, well, we got lots of new still- listeners according to the stuff. <laughs> oh, good. Our ratings are up. So yes, they sure are. Remember that, people. So if you want to win a gift card, uh, please tag us in something. And, you know, we're going to. <laughs> we do like the first person who tags us to win. Yeah, yeah, it was going to be random drawn, but if somebody does it, maybe they'll get it. <laughs> yeah. And if not, David and I are going out to dinner. Yeah, we are with this Amazon gift card. Oh, I, meant, I thought it was a cheesecake bag. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to give people Cheesecake Factory gift cards. We'll send it to your email. Sorry, Ohio, if you don't have one there. <laughs>